and welcome to a new episode of Digital Coffee. And I'm your host, Brett Dicer. And as always, please subscribe to Digital Coffee and all your favorite podcasting hosting sites. We have a five-star review. Let me know how I can do it better for you. But this week, I'm going to be talking about Hogwarts Legacy again, but mostly sales numbers. The AMD new Ryzen 3D chip. Also, Deathloop. Also, Xbox Game Pass has family plan it's coming to more countries maybe hell at loose developer is done with hell at loose overwatch 2 news including an interesting esports turn of events also the ukraine government wants atomic heart banned because well we'll get into that and boulders gate 3 plus that's going to be my main topics is that we always are seeing these now new controversial games everywhere now. And like, what's the deal with that? But let's get on with the show. Mmm, that's good. And a happy Friday to all of you, but let's get on with it. And WB games has reported that Hogwarts Legacy is a $850 million success. That's right. It has done very, very well for itself, which is very interesting in general because of just how much controversy has been laid upon this game. It's been one of those weird games where one side hates it so much so or hates the author I should say so much so that it wants the game to fail for some odd reason not really quite sure why it wants it to fail but it does want it to fail and then it does the complete opposite and doesn't fail at all it actually does really really well but they keep trying I saw this week saying that that now the new attempt is calling it a buying simulator because Hogwarts Legacy is the only buying simulator type of game that you do when you buy video games literally every one of them is considered a buying simulator game plus with the genocide simulator game plus with everything else they try to do with the steam tags as well it just they they really wanted this game to fail and it did not fail at all which goes to show that these people have lost touch with reality and maybe they should go outside and touch some grass one of those really great things of touching some grass taking a walk doing something else that actually helps you instead of whatever you're trying to do all right moving on to amd ryzen 9 7950x 3d which is the 3d v chip looks like it blazes the past the core the i9 13900k and multi-thread benchmark not the single core because usually for the most part intel always beats out on single core processing but amd always beats it out with multi-thread processing which is always an interesting take on this one but it looks like it just trades blows between multi-thread and it's not the 13900ks that's the one that still beats it out but the the k it slightly beats it by let's it just say 24 0.7 K to 24.3 K. So it's not a lot, but it's enough to beat it out. Now, if we go to just multi-core processing, which is 
the benchmark for uh, Geekbench six, it looks like it doesn't beat it out. So it's it it's a weird mismatch of sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't. But I mean the the core count, the single core count score is from Geekbench is two thousand two hundred seventy one. Multi core is twenty four thousand seven hundred twenty seven. So it's a it's it's a pretty good kind of comparison. Mind you, this TDP is a lot lower than what you see in the TDP for Intel. Intel is always power hungry. They're about 250 watts. This one's 120 watts. So it's actually a pretty, it's 130 watts less than what you're getting with this one. Plus the price point is actually pretty good. It's $700 for this one. Your base clock is lower than the 7950X at 4.2 gigahertz and the boost clock is actually the same but you also get 144 megabits of ram it's 64 plus 64 plus 16 instead of the 80 which is 64 plus 16 and the tdp is actually lower instead of 170 it's 120 so it's actually more in line with the 7900 uh, x3d with the vcache so it looks like the vcache does bring down the tdp by at least 50 watts which is also pretty respectable thing and i like to see more of this more of this 3d cache because i think this will actually eventually help with everything else but we'll see i mean the cache is pretty significant to it so it's instead of 80 megabytes it's 144 megabytes which i think is pretty good all around but we'll see where this goes i also wanted to point out i almost forgot but when i actually opened up my discord today that Discord is allowing people to actually 4K stream through Discord, but it's only for the newest NVIDIA chips, it looks like, what I read. It didn't really mention AMD, and I'm pretty sure they could do it with AMD, the newest chips as well. But yes, with only the 4000 series. So my series, can you cannot, I cannot do it because I only have the decoding version of AV1, not the encoding. The encoding was part of the 4000 series, but I I didn't really want to buy the 4000 series, mainly because the display port is still the 1.4 and not the 2.1, which AMD actually has, which I was like, oh, that's very interesting. Unfortunately, the card didn't really perform as well, but hey, at least they're trying. At least AMD is really trying to at least have an answer for the nvidia chips but for those of you that have the nvidia 4000 series you can actually stream probably with the pay it'll probably be paid but you can stream in 4k with that but only with the 4000 series chip and moving on to the amd prepping the they're actually prepping the rx 77 7800 i don't know why i can say that but the 7700 and the 7600 and it's going to be aggressive pricing at launch so it should be interesting to see what the SKUs are going to be they're probably going to be lower than what nvidia is offering but unfortunately as always amd still hasn't hit that stride of matching performance it does trade blows every once in a while but it just don't match performance on that one which i really want to see them do really well and i'm hoping intel will also do that as well but we'll see but usually the price point is always better with amd the problem with amd is that sometimes their updates aren't great and 
you're left with subpar graphics cards sometimes like there's actually defects in it so it's there's a bunch of different things happening that's interesting but i'm still waiting for their breakout graphics card like the ryzen cpus but i don't know if we're going to see that anytime soon all right moving on to deathloop and deathloop has hit five million players and has reached that after five months of also launching it on the xbox series s and x so it actually has done pretty well considering it was a ps5 exclusive for five months so now we're actually seeing like i guess the xbox and the piece in the xbox game pass effect on that as well because there is an effect on it regardless of whatever the the ps or the playstation fans actually think there is an effect on games being played more through game pass i have a ps5 i actually don't have an xbox game console but it's interesting to see that it's done relatively well not great but it's done pretty good for what it is arcane studios usually makes more more or less not the mainstream big box like sells millions of copies usually for the most part i mean i love dishonor i think it's a great game but they don't usually make those high earning type of games all right are you looking to get the xbox ultimate game pass but you're like it's a little too expensive 15 dollars a month well you're in luck in very specific countries not in the u.s for whatever reason but it's now the family and friends game pass is available in new zealand south africa chile hungary israel sweden in addition to ireland and colombia and this will allow you to actually have your friends and family get into this so if you have five members contributing to this this is five bucks a month instead of 15 a month for everybody so it's actually a pretty good deal for everybody to actually get that and hey once this actually hits i'll be asking my friends and family hey you want to get on this and five bucks a month and we can get games and play the cloud if we want to as well i mean it's eventually when you get a bunch of people it's a pretty good deal all right moving on to hell at loose dev is leaving the world war ii game yes it is moving on to a the next project but the publisher of this game is going to be forming a new dev to keep it going as long as it is people will actually want to play it but yes it is no longer going to be part of black matter anymore they are moving on to whatever new project they're going to be doing maybe it's world war one maybe it's a modern day shooter maybe it's completely different that i don't even know what they're actually going to be doing who knows but yes right now there is no more black matter working on hell at loose hell at loose is a great game it's gonna be as hard as hell you'll die a bunch of times but it's still pretty fun all right in esports news it's kind of a shocking turn of events so the guard which is basically the owner of the la rams actually has this esports team and the guard owns the la gladiators for overwatch the guard for valorant and the los angeles gorillas for call of duty league so there are different types of leagues but 
here's the weird part. It looks like the entire staff of the guard has been laid off. And right now, the LA Gladiators and the Gorillas are still going to play their respective seasons. But if they don't find a new owner to purchase this, they will no longer be in existence. They will be defunct because, well, the problem with esports is that Brands did not find as much, I guess, as much return on investment as they were hoping. Also with bad decisions on investing in crypto, which is a lot of bad decisions all around bleeding money. And I've been on the other end where I was a marketer for the peripheral companies and esports teams were asking for a lot of money, to be honest with you. It's, it's, it's a little overwhelming and it's kind of like, why are you buying? Why is it cost this much to actually do this stuff? And there's no other way of really negotiating with that. So I can see why that does actually happen because it, it doesn't, it, the return on investment just isn't there because if your team, if you invest in an esports team and they don't win, then you're kind of like, well, that was a bad decision. And you're like, I didn't make any money off this. I'm shelling out this much money, and it's really unfortunate. Given the fact that the owner actually owns LA Rams, it's kind of interesting that they didn't do a better job of actually investing and in being financially sound on this one, but maybe there's not much you could do with this one. And it, since more and more brands are pulling back on risky investments, this is including one of them, eSports, we may see the end of esports. We may see a different, like, fine tuned investment on esports, but it just looks really weird. And I guess, like, sorry for all those people that got laid off, especially some that were just worked to move to LA and work for two days and were laid off. That really sucks. All right. On actual Overwatch 2 news, we have interesting things. First, it looks like. Junkrat and Cassidy are going to get reworks or in development. It also includes Roadhog and Sombra. So I, I basically now main Sombra, or that's one of my go-to heroes to actually play. And she is now finally better than when she was. When she got nerfed, it, it was not fun to play her. I actually moved on to other heroes. It was like, I'm getting no value out of her whatsoever. Now you get more value out of her and, I, I may do my own actual like tips and tricks for her because I know Fitzy is actually one of the best Sombra players, but I still have some tips for those just figuring out how to get the max value out of her. Cause I mean, there is some ways of getting max value, but you have to know how to use her. You have to know like when to use her, when to go stealth, when to not, but moving on, looks like they're going to be looking at junk rats, grenade so if it bounces off walls it'll be a smaller hitbox thank god because the problem with junk rat is it's the spam and it wasn't as bad as overwatch one because there was an extra tank so it took more damage on that one but a lot of times it's like a throw your two landmines and basically you kill any squishy for the most part or hit a grenade landmine kill squishy and it was really easy to do it it was not fun at all to play against it. Everybody like hates on Sombra for not being fun, but that's actually the worst one because it's just like there's, you can't really do much because it's just a constant spam. You won't even see junk rack. You'll just see his grenades just fly, and it, it was, it was annoying. And then it looks like Briggs is gonna get a new alt as well. Cassidy's 
magnetic grenade finally will get a rework because that thing needs a rework. It's kind of annoying. I've played with him too, and you do use it when you're trying to like make guarantee the elimination, and it's it's easy mode a lot of times because it will just follow. It's a certain distance, but it will follow the person, and then it will just explode on them. Luckily with Sombra, I'll just translocate, and they will get no value out of the magnetic grenade for me. But that it's interesting. Roadhog's going to get a rework, which I think he does need. He is a tank of the old Overwatch 1, where it was great. You could have an off tank and a main tank, and the off tank would go on and do other things, and the main tank would just kind of like be more of, the standard of that one but since there's only one tank it is kind of hard to actually utilize him and i use him very situationally if i if i actually do tank usually it's on the ones that i will that there's a lot of booping abilities so like well the garden is another i think those that one and the sanctum where it has that it just has different ways of me booping off people i will use it in that way just like in DPS, it, the same maps, I will only use Farah because I can get the booping on Farah on those maps as well. So, like I said, it should be interesting to see. They did they did talk about that as well. They did talk about they may actually rework Farah. Not really sure about that one. They also did touch upon, and this was an AMA, on spawn killing, which can be pretty awful. As a somber player, I kind of agree that there should be some type of thing to help with mitigating that because it's sometimes if it's just a complete just just a train wreck of a game where you, you just can't like get a position at all and you just are just constantly just dying all the time, it can be pretty awful. So we'll see what actually happens with all this as well also another funny thing about the cassie rework is that they did a hilarious video on their own overwatch youtube i mean twitter page and they tweeted out just saying that they they implemented a cassie magnetic grenade where they throw it it finds me anywhere and deletes her off the map and i thought that was pretty funny may is a very annoying character she's one of the other annoying characters in the game there are a few of them i think the to me, the most annoying one, I'll put Som even as a Sombra main, I'll put her on there because she can be very annoying. May is very annoying. Junkrat is very annoying. And Sim is very annoying. Uh, those are the only four that are really the most annoying ones to actually deal with out of all of them. The other ones are a little easier, but those are the most annoying ones. All right, moving on to Boulder's Gate 3, and it's coming out in August 31st with jk simmons voicing one of the villains in this game and it looks great i'm excited for three i didn't really do the the early access on steam because i didn't really i didn't really want to do it i just wanted to wait for the game to come out type of a thing i could have done it but i, just, I was just like yeah i'd rather not but i'm really excited to see that he he has voiced in one other game portal 2 and he was actually pretty amazing in that one very funny game when you play it and you haven't played Portal 2, you really should play Portal 2. But I'm excited for this. It is coming out in a few, in a few, well, several months, I guess you could say. It's only February. It's coming out in a little while. But I'm excited to see this. Apparently, there's going to be more villains in Boulder's Gate 3. So it should be interesting to see what happens with that and what that's going to do with it. But yes, he is going to be voicing the villain in, or one of the villains in Boulder's Gate 3. 
Oh, right. It seems like we're now in today's gaming world where there's too many controversial games that shouldn't really be controversial. First, we had Hogwarts Legacy that was controversial just because it was it was the author that had a very normal take on what a woman is. And if you don't have that take, you, you have issues. And now we have Atomic Heart. Now, Atomic Heart was created by was it Mudfish and the Ukrainian government gets involved because heaven forbid a Russian developer creates a game and they want it now banned at least in their own country I'm like fine as long as in your own country but seriously requesting it to be removed because it's a Russian developer is pretty stupid I mean why they didn't because it funds the Russian government. Well, I'm sorry, but it's not a major funding for the Russian government. Oil is. And since we haven't really done anything about that, who the hell cares about this one? They will get maybe some money off of it, but seriously, stop it. Like, the most innocuous thing about this is that it's not going it's not going to hinder the russian war effort because you ban a game i mean ukraine isn't the most virtuous country that i've seen but there's a lot a lot of a lot of evidence that it's pretty corrupt and this is just the latest thing of like why like i and who cares? Like seriously, like all the gaming journals are like, oh my god, they have this thing where they had this cartoon and it was very racist, and like everybody's trying to like hurt this game, everybody's trying to hurt Hogwarts Legacy, and it just doesn't work anymore. Like people are tired of it. Like all I want to do is play a game. If it's a game by a Russian developer, okay, fine. But they didn't. They weren't the ones that wanted to march to war. They were the ones that just wanted to make a great game. That's it. I mean, if we really should be looking at it, we probably should be banning more stuff from China than in Russia because Russia doesn't really produce as much as what China does. So, I mean, if we're really going to do this, it's it. I mean, it's it's dumb, and they want they want us to all condemn it because they're Russian developer because, and this is their statement. Therefore, we call all users worldwide to avoid this game. We also want to emphasize that the game developers have not publicly defend, condemned the Putin regime and the bloody war with that Russia has unleashed against Ukraine. Well, yeah, because they probably don't want they they don't want to be in jail. They don't want to be thrown in jail. Do you think Ukraine that if they were against the war that Putin wouldn't do anything and throw them in jail or do something worse? It's Russia. Seriously. Like, what is your issue? I'm not going to get more into that, but, like, why are these games controversial? Because of, A, <laughs> I mean, it's a low bar controversy. A, because an author says that biological women are biological women. And B, because a developer is Russian and decided not to speak out against the war, which could actually have ramifications for their company for their livelihoods, and for their health. So no, I'm not in sympathetic at all to the Ukrainian government on this one. This is petty, to be honest with you. You have bigger important things to worry about 
than a petty than this pettiness about a Russian developer creating a game that people want to play. It's petty. Like, who cares? If you really wanted to hurt Russia, go after the oil, not the gaming developers. Literally, it's the worst thing you could actually go after. It's the dumbest thing. It's again, I'm gonna, is the word sums it up. Petty. Why are we so petty all of a sudden? Why can we not just be like, oh, great, a game was created. Maybe I don't like the author's comments, but the game is not even attached to the author anyway, so let me give it a try. Hey, difference of opinion. Okay, you have mine, I have ours. We can all live together, but no, unfortunately now in this in this day and age, if you don't agree with me and I don't agree with you, you should die or get canceled or something. We cannot... We cannot live in this world where we disagree. We have to be 100% agreeable with each other because that's actually real. One of these days. One of these days we'll figure it out. Anyways, do you agree or disagree on that one? Should we ban this because it's, it's, it's a developer that happened to be Russian and unfortunately they were already creating this game prior to the Russian invasion? Should we ban that or should we just be like, look at it Putin sucks. Not the best guy in the world. He's not the worst guy. I would I would defer to the Chinese dictator on that one. But neither is good or bad. It is what it is. They're from Russia. They created the game. We've seen this game for years now. Let bygones be got bygones. It Banning this game is not going to hurt the Russian war effort in any sense of the imagination. But if you disagree with that, let me know in the comments below. Or if you agree, let me know that you completely agree as well. But thank you for listening to Digital Coffee Gaming Brew. As always, please subscribe to Digital Coffee Gaming Brew on all your favorite podcasting apps. And Join me next week as I talk about what's going on in the gaming industry. All right, guys, stay safe. Keep with what you want to, regardless of how controversial it is. And see you next week. Later.